This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the Green Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and datacom needs. Billiken win! Billiken win! Now, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. That's Scott Jagow, who will go back to the newsroom and continue his nervousness until the 5.30 kickoff today. The Chiefs going to Buffalo to play the Bills. I think the Bills will win the game. I do, but, uh, boy, the Chiefs are... The Super Bowl champions for a reason. They rise to the occasion. They have the best quarterback of his era, I think, in Patrick Mahomes. He's the next one after Tom Brady. But Josh Allen may have something to say about that today. And Lamar Jackson was amazing yesterday. Great to be along with you. We have a lot to talk to. Uh, We will have John Moselock at 1130. Just uh, got a notification from him that he'll be along with us. We've used him a lot over the last week, so we're not going to keep him too long, but we will hit him with a few questions and updates as we move forward into this final stretch of the off season before spring training begins. Not like they can't make a deal during spring training. Remember uh, Kent Bottenfield for, and Adam Kennedy for a guy named Jim Edmonds that happened toward the end of spring training. Things can happen. I mean, things can happen. So we'll see. I don't know, but I'll tell you the Cardinals uh, deal for Matt Carpenter was like a lightning rod. I mean, I, I did not see that coming uh, not the move necessarily, the reaction to it. Like my reaction to it was it's a move. I, like I, I liked Matt Carpenter when he was a Cardinal. I think that he'll be thought of as one of the better Cardinals of that time. Um, but uh, the reaction was really something. I, I I did not hype it, nor did I give it a thumbs down. I just thought, okay, well, they're bringing him in for the league minimum and give him a shot. And if it doesn't work out, if he doesn't make it out of spring or if he can't hit early in the year, then you move on or maybe he retires and I don't know, becomes a coach or something. I mean, you know, it's to me, it wasn't like blocking Brendan Donovan or something. I, I, I just, um, (laughs) I just thought it was a move for a guy who's going to be the 26 guy on the roster. If he makes the roster again, you know, it's, it's not much of a risk. But look, I understand that the fans are frustrated. I'm not. I, the, I love the Cardinals fans. I think Cardinals fans are passionate one way or the other, and I embrace it. I love the interaction. In fact, I spent most of the last 24 hours responding to people on Twitter through my adventure yesterday, and I'll tell you about that in just a minute. But it was fun. I like talking to them about it. Even people who get really negative, it's okay. Like I got it. The the Cardinals were not good last year. They were 71 and 91. Honestly, they could have been 61 and 101. They could have been 51 and 111. By the time we hit June, let's be honest, we're approaching the 4th of July. The season was over. I mean, so whatever record they ended up with after the trade deadline, I mean, the players left and you had what you had and you just sort of wrote it out. The, the Cardinals lost the season early. 
and could not recover. And what you have to do is get off to a great start and hope that that doesn't happen again. And if it does happen again, then you got a problem. I'm not saying that last year was a fluke or an anomaly. Uh, That'll have to be proven in 24. But I do think the Cardinals are poised to have a bounce back year. Now, that out of the way, let me tell you what, what happened yesterday. So I got up yesterday in Springfield, Missouri, and I was in my hotel and I went on a radio show with my buddy Dave Kaplan in Chicago. He's does basically what I do here in St. Louis, covers the Cubs and has for a long time. And we were on a show in Champaign, and the Carpenter thing, by the way, didn't come up once. I brought it up, and then they were like, yeah, and then they just moved on to something else. Like Nobody cared nationally or anywhere but here. But anyway, um, had a great conversation with them, headed over to the gym, great Southern Bank Arena, and called... Missouri State, Illinois State on ESPN Plus. Illinois State won the game 69-60 in a Valley battle. I just love calling college basketball in the Missouri Valley Conference. The the desperation of the two teams needing to get that third win. Missouri State's got an issue. Uh, they just don't have togetherness. They look the part. They look like they have all the pieces, but they cannot put a basketball game together. Uh, elsewhere in the Valley, Southern Illinois lost at Northern Iowa, 61-57. Watch out for Northern Iowa. They will come alive, and they'll start to make a push for the NCAA tournament. They do this every year. They are a complete team. Locally, Ohio Valley, Southeast Missouri State beat SIUE 52-47. Eastern Illinois over Lindenwood, 78-68. Mizzou lost, and even though Tamar Bates scored 36 points, but Mizzou is also broken for now. Uh, this is not a, a hopeless situation. They are bringing in some big-time recruits next year, and Dennis Gates will have a full arsenal. I just think you know, they miss Hodge a lot. They miss Kobe Brown a lot. They had a couple of guys who could score and bail them out, and the way that they play, they have to hope that the three ball goes down. Uh, they have to. They just have to, you know. And yesterday they were 3 of 16 from beyond the arc. I mean, there's your game right there. They lost it by a dozen game got away from them, but they were only down three at the half, but you know, they're, they're shooting threes. They can't make them honor hit two of those three Bates hit one, three, everybody else couldn't make one. Uh, They got out rebounded 38, 22. That's the other problem. You know, they're not a classic uh, type team. They like to shoot threes, hope for the long rebound, maybe put some pressure on you, but Florida just, outclassed him and beat him 79-67. Mizzou's got an issue. They are 0-5 in the SEC. But again, the issue is short-term. I don't think long-term they're going to have a problem. They've got a great class coming in, and he'll turn that thing around. Illinois plays today at noon against Rutgers. Eventually, uh, Terrence Shannon Jr. is going to rejoin them. He has been reinstated. A judge has allowed him to finish out his college career. So I moved from Missouri State, Illinois State, college basketball into my car and I listened to KMOX and I listened to the Ravens and the Texans. My gosh, is Lamar Jackson incredible? And I didn't even watch it. I watched the highlights later. I listened to the radio broadcast of Tom McCarthy along with Ross Tucker and Ryan Leaf on the sidelines, and they did a great job describing 
the sensational Lamar Jackson. And C.J. Stroud was very good in the first half for the Texans, but Lamar Jackson, the way he stops and starts, I watched the highlights of it later, stopping, starting, shifting, accelerating, his throws, great touch, his attitude, tough, just like the crowd. He was just a performer yesterday on the biggest stage. And don't think there was an immense pressure on him. He gets criticized for a lot of different things. But I think he is a winner, and I think the Ravens are the team to beat. Nobody's better than the Ravens. And they showed it. It was 10-10 at halftime, and they smashed. I mean smashed the Texans in the second half, 34-10. to Then... I listened to the beginning of 49ers Packers surprised that the Packers jumped out like they did. 49ers did not play a great game, but good teams find a way and they did. And I don't think they play a bad game again. In fact, I don't think they lose the NFC championship. I don't care who plays them, Tampa Bay, Detroit, whatever. They're going to win that game. But today's Tampa Bay Detroit game should be fun. Uh, I think that the lions will have an incredible crowd on their side. Baker Mayfield embraces all that stuff. He loves that stuff. He loves those crowds, and he loves to play in big games. He's got a ton of swagger. Nobody has more than he does. I just don't think they have enough pieces to beat this Lions team straight up. I think from an X's and O's standpoint, Lions are better. And then the 530 game on KMOX, Chiefs and Bills. This is going to be a classic. I think it'll go down to the wire. I really like what the Bills have. Um, they have momentum on their side. They have balance. I think they have playmakers. And I think they have people that can catch the football and the Chiefs don't. I mean, if the Chiefs are going to win this game, it's going to have to be that their defense plays lights out like they did against the Dolphins, but even better than that. They're going to have to hold the Bills down and keep this game manageable to take. It feels like an upset if, to me if the Chiefs win this game. I think it's all lined up for the Bills to win. I just don't see the Chiefs having enough targets for Patrick Mahomes. He's got the best tight end ever. I think Kelsey's better than Gronk and the best of all time. But beyond that, it's going it's hard for me to see them just waltzing into Buffalo and picking apart the Bills. But Patrick Mahomes has made magic before, but he's never done this before. He's never gone on the road in a playoff game. And the only time he ever played in Buffalo, it was during the pandemic and there was nobody there. So this is a totally different animal for him and I think it'll be fascinating to watch, but I think the Bills pull this one out. So if I'm making picks, Drew, I've got Buffalo minus two and a half is what I'm telling you. Uh, barely, but I think I got Buffalo minus two and a half, and I'm going to go with the Lions covering that six and a half. I think they could win this by a touchdown and cover it. Then, as I'm coming home and listening to the beginning of that 49ers game, I went and saw my favorite band, uh, Widespread Panic. They played at Stiefel Theater last night. It was a great show. And the guys are, I've been listening to them since I was a freshman in college. Widespread Panic is a jam band out of Athens, Georgia. So a lot of these guys are Braves fans. Uh, the keyboardist JoJo is a Mets fan, but uh, they uh, appreciate baseball. I can tell you that I was very fortunate to have dinner with their tour manager and percussionist, um, and that would be Steve Lopez and Sonny Ortiz, and I gave them both Cardinals hats as a gift, as a welcome to St. Louis, and they loved it. They love talking baseball. Uh, they love the game. They appreciate St. Louis, and they played 
three outstanding shows. I saw the last one last night. It was fantastic. And next door, the Blues put on a show of their own. Best game of the season under Drew Bannister. They dominated the Capitals after losing 5-2 to two on Thursday. This was an impressive turnaround for the Blues. Jordan Bennington with the shutout. He makes 18 saves. Robert Thomas had a couple of assists. A couple of unsportsmanlikes, too. Thomas is a little feisty. Blues were just feisty overall. You know, Tom Wilson and players like that will do that to you. But the Blues did very well here. Pareko with the shorthanded goal first of his career to get it rolling early and get that lead, get some momentum, not play catch-up, and that's what they did. They won the game. They played a thorough game, won that game 3 to nothing last night at Enterprise Center. And that was just a great full day, full day of sports and music and food and travel and here we are, sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. It is great to be along with you. Coming up after the break, we'll go a little deeper into what happened over the last 24 hours of sports. We'll also, at the bottom of the hour, hear from Travis Ford. The Billikens coach is going to join us live. It has been a rough go for him, to say the least. We'll have a Blues breakdown at 1045. We'll hear from the winning team, the Blues, from their dressing room at Enterprise Center. At 11.15, Lee Broughton, uh, part of the ownership group of City, uh, and some other guests will be along with us, but it really is great uh, to be able to talk soccer again. That season is coming fast, so they also have a big event to talk about in February at City Park that I think you'll enjoy hearing about, but Lee's a good man, uh, and I'd love to hear the behind the scenes of how things transpired during a wild season for city. So we're going to get good insight on that from Lee and company. And then at 11:30, John Moselock will be with us. The Cardinals president of baseball operations will join us. Been a very busy week for him. Of course, Tom Mintz, the driver for monster jam, the monster trucks are coming to the dome next weekend and he's the best to do it, the best of his generation. And I think you will be fascinated to hear his take on that sport. He is fun. That's how we're going to close out the show. 1019 Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. So glad you're with us. More talk coming up right after these words. Great to be along with you. We talked a lot of stuff there in that last segment, just all the things that we sort of did uh, as a, a family and friends over the last 24 hours going to a concert, checking out basketball down in Springfield. Very, very fortunate that, you know, I get the opportunity to, to call games and then go see a show in the same day. So it was really great. Widespread Panic was great last night at Stiefel Theater, and I hope that if you were there, you enjoyed it as much as I did. Three shows and the Blues next door winning. And, you know, it's nice to see downtown alive. I mean, it was temperature in the teens with people right around this building, you know, are walking up and down the streets and hooting and hollering. It was just a fun night to be in downtown St. Louis. And it's great to be back with you here again. I ran through early some scores. I kind of ripped through them real fast, the local scores, but I want to touch on this. It is January 21st. You know, it's not going to be long. I mean, we're under two months now from selection Sunday in the NCAA tournament, which is I think the second most watched sporting event in the country to the Super Bowl and the NFL playoffs. I would say that's a fair assessment that March Madness gets the second most love of anything else. Um, I think that it is wide open. Uh, I, the best team in the country is number one, UConn, and they almost lost yesterday. They uh, hit a three with 243 left in the game that just sort of was enough to hold off Villanova. 
a great matchup in the Big East, UConn and Villanova, but Villanova's unranked. They still have a lot of pride, and they were playing at home against the number one team in the nation, UConn. UConn pulls this one out 66-65. They were, this was, I think, amazing to a lot of people, but they were voted number one in the AP Top 25 this past Monday for the first time in 15 years. And I know you're like, what are you talking about? They've won a couple national championships since then. No, but they were never number one in the nation. You know, they always made their rise in February and March. But here they are, number one. And when you have a target on your back, it is tough. Just ask Purdue, Kansas, anybody who has that number one spot. But a great win for UConn on the road. They're 17-2 and two, and now 7-1 and one in the Big East. They're 2-0 and oh since they were named number one in the nation. It was the 08-09 season was the last time they were number one, and they did reach the Final Four that year. Number two team in the country is Purdue. They look amazing. Now, I don't know if they're going to be this amazing in the tournament or not, but they sure look like it. Uh, Zach Eady is unstoppable. Unstoppable. He had 30 points and 18 rebounds and went into Iowa and killed them. They killed Indiana in Bloomington earlier in the week. They are just on a path right now. Lance Jones, the former Saluki, 17 points. Fletcher Lawyer had 12 and Purdue 17 and two as well. They are six and two in the Big Ten. Third straight win, 10 out of their last 11. The number seven, uh, let's let's stay on the list. The number th- four team in the country is North Carolina, and they won over BC 76-66. They're back. Tar Heels are back for sure. Uh, they're 15-3, and 7-0 in the ACC. They've won eight straight. The number five team in the nation is Houston, and they beat UCF 57-42. Number six is Tennessee, Dalton Connect. That's the name to watch in March. He had 25 points. Tennessee beat Alabama 91-71. That is, that is hard to do. Just ask Mizzou. Uh, hold Alabama to 71 and drop 91 on them. I'll tell you something. Uh, that Rick Barnes has a team in Knoxville. We'll see if they can hang on, but they are number six in the nation. They look really, really good. Number seven, Duke lost to Pitt in Cameron. 80-76. to First win for Pittsburgh in Cameron Indoor Stadium since 1979. They win it 80-76. to Blake Hinson, 24 points. He was 7 of 7 from three-point range. That'll do it. That's how you win games right there. You get somebody hot like that. I'll watch out for them, too. Number 8, Kentucky. The Z-Man with uh, 13 points off the bench in his long-awaited debut. You can look at the highlights for their Monster big man. Trey Mitchell scored 23 points. Kentucky over Georgia, 105-96. Elsewhere in the top 15, I would say, a team that probably everybody forgot about is Arizona. They'll be right back at it. Uh, They've been in a bit of a funk the last couple games. They're the number 12 team in the nation. They beat UCLA 77-71. Another team that's been a fast riser is Auburn. Auburn just blitzed Ole Miss, 82-59. Auburn is 16-2 overall, 5-0 in the SEC. They're the only SEC team without a league loss after Alabama lost that game to Tennessee. That was Bama's first SEC loss. Now Auburn is undefeated in the league. So it's an interesting array of teams right now. We had at one point 10 top 10 teams got knocked off in one week. Now we're starting to see some of the cream rise to the top, but I do still think it is wide open. Now, as it pertains to St. Louis University, things are not going well 
to put it lightly. But we're going to chat live with Travis Ford and try to sort it all out with him. That is coming up next on KMOX. Welcome back to the Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Welcome back to the show. Billiken Report sponsored by Royal Banks of Missouri. Our visit with Travis Ford. Not able to get him on the phone at the moment. We'll give it another shot here in a little bit. But for right now, this was his post-game commentary with Bob Ramsey and Earl Austin Jr. after losing to VCU 85-61. Um, yeah, it was, it wasn't good. It was a not a pretty bad performance on both ends. We when we score, we have too many deficiencies defensively. When we're score not scoring, it's it's difficult. It, it puts a lot of pressure, um, and we just couldn't score. We it was more as bad as the defense was. The offense was just we couldn't. Um, their length really bothered us. Their length really, really bothered At us. At every position, really. Uh, it's, uh, I was amazed. Um, you know, really sincere was really the only guy that could get by anybody mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and generate any offense. And everybody, we just kept getting our shots blocked, and they got to a point that we were overthinking it, and then they had us thinking about it, and we were very hesitant. And, Back on your heels. Um, yeah. And... It just killed us. Uh, like I said, we have we're, we're not we're, we have too many deficiencies defensively to not score. We got to score in order to help ourselves, and we just couldn't score. Looked like games right there in the twenties, right there, and then that yeah. like, like that last five six minutes. Looked like that's when they started to spurt spurts, out. Spurts killed spurt us. Out. Spurts yeah. killed yeah. us uh, again because we have such a, 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 such a tough time scoring. We couldn't go on a run ourselves. We couldn't score. Um, and, you know, it hurt, obviously, with Brad getting in foul trouble pretty much the whole game. We couldn't get Gibson going. Uh, we tried a lot of different stuff. Uh, you know, really the only guy that could go, you know, at least try to create something to get by their defense to create something um, was sincere. I thought Sion got in the paint some and created a little bit, uh, but 
their length just absolutely killed us. And what 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 do they do? I mean, we know that that Gibson Jimerson is always at the top of the scout when you when somebody's going to play the Billikens. What are they doing, particularly on the road? We see that that they're just taking his game away. How are they doing it? Well, they, uh, they these guys were very physical with him, yeah. and they had everybody. Every time he touched the ball, he, they were in the gaps on him. Uh, they were not going to let him get a shot off. Um, you know, we were trying down screens, swings along the baseline. We were trying different stuff to try to free him up, but um, their whole game plan was try to stop him. Yeah. And, you know, when he's not scoring, it's tough. It's tough on us. And it's the, very and, difficult. And those, in, 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 a, in a perfect world, you get as a Wiro and you get um, uh, and you get Parker and even TJ, other guys scoring so that they can't overplay on Gibson, right? Well, ideally, it, yeah, that that's usually the case. We couldn't get by anybody. Uh, that you know, we're we're not the best one-on-one players to begin with. That's not our strength. Uh, but normally we could play inside to out or at least get the ball in the paint and kick it. Again, we got in the paint, we couldn't see anything. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, uh, again, I'm just shy how much their length bothered us. Uh, but it was a major, major factor in us not being able to score. Even like so you talk about Gibson, look like they even you talk about getting a gap. They made him a passer because you know he can get put his head down and get to the there rim. There were three around and him, then, and they were just everywhere. And, and he, he went. made the right reads a couple yeah. times. We had some open looks, and he, was he was trying. We were trying to it. get him shots. He was yeah. trying, and he made some right, you know, some good plays passing because there were guys around him. Um, we just couldn't go. We just we didn't have enough guys that could make enough shots to gain any rhythm, to gain any spurts, to go to give us any confidence whatsoever. We played without any offensive confidence all night long because we never we never went on a run. And so now you'll you'll get sort of because you play on Friday, you get sort of an extra day. But I know your team needs rest coming off the road, and uh, and then back to the drawing board. Yeah, we need a lot right now. We need a, we need a lot to figure out right now. Uh, Obviously, we're not playing very well at all, and this was a bad performance, and, uh, you know, obviously none of us are happy about it. We need to figure something out. Coach, thank you very much. We'll see you Monday night at Humphreys. All right, thanks, and that is a good reminder that Travis will be on tomorrow, 6 o'clock. The Coach's Show comes your way from Humphreys, which is a great spot, just a great, great bar. Those of you who went to SLU back in the day know how great that bar is. It was renovated in 2022. It is back, and it looks incredible. Uh, That's where we do the Coach's Show. So if you have something you want to say to Travis Ford, um, you know, he said, look, I'm here, 6 o'clock at Humphreys. You want to talk to me? So there's the coach of the Billikens. He'll be with Bob Ramsey tomorrow night. And then as Bob mentioned, the Billikens don't play again until Wednesday. They host Davidson six o'clock tip off at Chaffetz arena. We'll have that game right here on KMOX. Can you believe that in a month we will have Cardinal baseball on KMOX February 24th is the first game as the Cardinals will be taking on the Miami Marlins at beautiful Roger Dean Chevrolet stadium in Jupiter, Florida. I can't wait to get there. I'll tell you that. I will not be there on the 24th, but I'll be there a little bit after that. And Matt Pauley is going to head down here soon. Uh, the f- pitchers and catchers report February 13th. February 14th is the first workout. And then 10 days later, they'll be playing a ball game. And they'll be playing games from that point all the way through, hopefully, October. Uh, but a lot to do until then. We'll talk to John Mosellock about Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Got it coming up at 11:30. Cardinals need to play baseball. Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Really nice job by the Blues yesterday. This is our Blues breakdown. Tom Ackerman back with you. 3 nothing win over the Capitals. They'll play at Calgary on Tuesday at 8 o'clock. Jordan Bennington, he gets the job done. Shut out yesterday, 18 shots. That's a nice job by the Blues in front of their man. And any of those shots that came his way, he was able to turn them away. And the Blues were great on special teams. Colton Pareko had a goal that was shorthanded. First time of his career that he's done that, actually. Braden Shen scored with an extra attacker. That was on a delayed penalty. And then they had a power play, and Jake Neighbors scored. So the Blues scored three different ways, and they won it by a 3 to nothing count. Let's hear from Blues coach, interim coach, Drew Bannister on that victory, right. visiting with the media last night at Enterprise Center. A little feedback on the question there from Lou Korak. Yeah, there's, there's no question. Um, you know, that's obviously as, as a group, we weren't happy, you know, with our effort over the last two games, you know, and tonight uh, it was it was a complete game. As, as far as I've been here, that's that's been our most complete game, you know, from, you know, top down, our forwards, our defense, our goaltending, uh, power play, PK. Uh, there was guys played hard and they played the right way and now it's the challenge is is you know to continue to build on that um you know and have consistency with that type of game you see what you wanted out of the uh, four check tonight well i think we just we managed the puck a lot better so we gave ourselves opportunities to get to a four check and you know i thought our puck placement uh gave us opportunity to take better routes to to stall pucks earlier um and overall i thought it was it was much better than it has been in previous games along those lines does it start with your skating and your skating allows you to put pucks in better places and and it's just like a trickle down effect it starts with playing direct and being predictable and then puck placement you know uh and 
and then being able to get to those pucks, you know, and, and outnumber quickly. And I thought we did that more consistently tonight. You know, the guys as a whole, they were consistent in playing a direct game, especially I thought in the first period. You know, we had a, a very good start and, you know, they, they played a game that is indicative of playing winning hockey. What you think about Nathan Walker tonight? I thought he was, I mean, I, I don't not one guy stuck out. I, I thought all of our all of our guys. I mean, I can go through the lineup. Like everybody contributed here tonight. It was, you know, it was a total team effort from the whole group. But I didn't, you know, I've said this before. Like Nathan, he just he gives an honest, honest effort every night or day practice. He just he comes to work. Buck retrievals were they on par too? Because it just didn't seem like they had a whole lot of too many shifts. Sustained those yeah, I thought, well, I thought we did. I mean, I was surprised. Like, the second period, I thought we were, you know, <clears throat> pretty good. But, I mean, offensively, the first and the third was more dominant for us, I guess, and, and time spent. But I thought we did a lot of good things in, in the second period. And, you know, the one goal we scored, we were able to, you know, three-quarter ice some. I think we got a couple of zone line changes, which kind of led to them being tired, and we were able to, create a penalty which led to a goal so I thought we did a lot of good things in the second period maybe it didn't show up on the on the score clock but um you know the first and the third when I go through the chances we didn't give up a lot give up a lot in the first and third obviously their power play in the second we relied on Binner to make some some pretty spectacular saves there how, how big was that kill in particular? Because, I mean, he didn't face a ton of shots, but yeah. he made some key saves. Yeah, yeah, and kind of had a couple bad bounces that went didn't go our way, but he was able to, you know, recover and, and, and make some pretty key saves. I'm happy for him. Like, he's played so well for us. I mean, both goalies have played extremely well for us, and, you know, the, the group in front of them, I'm not to say it was in it. I don't think there's any easy shutouts, but the guys played hard in front of him tonight, and, and he deserved to have a shutout. When you talk about it being the most complete game for you guys, what's the challenge in kind of moving that forward? Well, it's just the consistency of doing that. You know, I think it, you know, it starts with our effort, number one, you know, and a lot of those things are controllable. Like, they're, they're things that we control as individuals, is, you know, our, our effort in our game, our consistency in our game. Um, and I think but it has to start with effort. That's, you have to come to work. Uh, you have to put in an honest effort, effort every day, you know, every shift, every period, every game. And I thought our guys as a whole did that tonight. That is Drew Bannister, the interim coach of the St. Louis Blues after a 3-0 win over the Washington Capitals last night. A shutout for Jordan Bennington, who through the first two periods faced 14 shots on goal. The, of course, desperation of the Capitals and the quality of those shots increased as it went along. But in the end, he only gave up four shots. The Blues only gave up four shots in the third period, and he stopped them all. 18 saves for Bennington. Here he is with reporters after the game. What was the biggest difference for you tonight in front, in front of you? I mean, you didn't face a lot of shots on Thursday either, but, I mean, tonight it just seemed like the guys did a much better job of maybe keeping them away from the crease area for you. Yeah, absolutely. That was uh, just a, a tremendous effort um, top to bottom. Um, we really bought in, 
and uh, we played the right way and we were successful and I think um, we understand here that what we're here for is to win and win hockey games, get points and make playoffs and um, tonight is a great example of uh, how we need to play and um, just a, a smooth night. Was it the forecheck that, that jumped out to you about the way that you guys played in front of you? Yeah, that's a good call. I think the forecheck starting from the first shift of the game, uh, first period was strong and we kind of just wore them down um, over time and you know, it's, uh, it's simple and effective and predictable and uh, it makes us all kind of be on the same page and it was really good to see. You think about Torbchenko and Walker stepping in front of Ovechkin one time or so? Yeah, uh, both those guys are, are animals and, um, you know, it's uh, not an easy thing to do uh, and we have a lot of guys who are stepping up and those two in particular are um, doing what it takes to win and sacrifice for the team and I think we feel that energy and um, we can build off that and, you know, it's just being a good teammate and, and playing for each other and then everyone else has a chance to step up throughout. When he's that close in front of you and he's got the puck on his stick, is that just you react and you made the save on that one? It's kind of hard to pick out what he's going to do from, from that close range, right? Yeah, him being on the east, I, I haven't seen him much uh, over the years and um, you always hear about it and you watch it on TV, but um, he's, his shot's the real deal and He's uh, pretty tricky, so um, they got a couple good players over there, and it's, uh, it was fun. And I think, like I said, back to us, we just we did a great job. So, yeah. I know one thing. I know one thing we've seen really to start the year. You all followed up a bad game usually with a good game. What does it say about this team really the last month? Like yeah, that's good. Uh, good point. You know, it's it's a good response, and I think that builds relentlessness, and um, that's a key part to success in this league. On, on that save on the Ovechkin late in the second, did, like, did you know he was right there or you just look at the pass there? Or how you that? Um, I think from the pre-scout, you know he's on the backside and um, it's kind of a broken play and he, I knew he was going to throw it back there. So kind of just tracking the pass and getting the, getting the way kind of thing, you know? You were called into action a couple times on that power play. Is that just a key sequence to get through that? I mean, you keep it at two to nothing there. And if they score, then anything can happen, I guess. Yeah, when you look back at the game, um, that's a key moment, you know, let's hold that 2 nothing lead going into the third period is, is big, and uh, that's what we talk about, you know, is, is game management, and um, that was uh, an opportunity for, for the penalty kill to get the job done, and um, it, was, uh, it was good. What do you think about Robert Thomas, 14 penalty minutes tonight? Yeah, uh, I didn't know that, but uh, most in his career for sure. <laughs> yeah, he he kind of needs it. He's like <laughs> that guy in uh, Longest Yard, half a star. So... He needs to get his rep up. Ah, Bennington with a nice shot at Robert Thomas for his 14 penalty minutes said he needs it. Needs to get his rep up. Uh, Thomas is a tough customer, man. I mean, he's a, he's a great player, but the, he can get feisty too. Don't, don't uh, deny that. That's good. Well, Jordan Bennington, we know can get feisty. You know, Bennington's willing to throw down at any time. He's kind of settled down a little bit, but you can still see that fire in his eyes. You know, he wants to sometimes blues win the game three to nothing over the Washington capitals. Nice job by Bennington in that contest. Also want to make mention of the terrific job that the blues do with their hall of fame. And I was in Springfield, as I mentioned on Friday night, going into Saturday's game. So I was unable to attend at the Missouri athletic club, but congratulations to Keith Kachuk. One of my favorite people in the game, Uh, The Blues Hall of Famer, Keith Kachuk, going into that great hall, and he will be celebrated as one of the great Blues. The man from Boston himself, the Southie, gets the job done in St. Louis, and I'm really happy for him, but also 
uh, for his dear friend, Pavel Dimitra's family. Uh, we miss uh, Pavel Dimitra. I, I loved covering Walt and Dimitra, and uh, his family was there yesterday. Uh, Pavel Dimitra died in a plane crash in 2011, and his wife was there. His kids were there yesterday to help accept that great honor Friday night and on the ice on Saturday. And Demetra always, 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 always had that little smile on his face and just really enjoyed the game. He was fun to watch. He was dynamic as a forward. He was a terrific skater and with incredible hands. But I always loved his attitude, and covering him was a real treat. And I just, uh, my heart still aches for his family and for his teammates upon his death at such a young age and in such a tragic way. But for the Blues to honor those two together, I thought was very special. And then, of course, Mike Liute, one of the great goaltenders in Blues history, was honored as well. Kachuk, Liute, and Dimitra, they were represented on the ice and dropped the ceremonial puck before last night's game, and I thought it was very, very well done by the Blues from that standpoint. Coming up next hour, a team that is also very classy is St. Louis City SC. And kicking off things at 11.15, we're going to hear from Dwight Carter of St. Louis City SC, and we're also going to hear from Lee Broughton, uh, who is part of the ownership group and part of the executive team, about an upcoming event that I think you're really going to enjoy. At 11.30, John Mosellock, Cardinals president of baseball operations, will be with us. And at 11.45, the monster jam driver himself, Tom Mintz. I think you're going to like that. We'll also hear from Brendan Donovan following John Mosellock. So we're busy, 11 o'clock hour, as we always are, sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. Great to be with you. I'm Tom Ackerman. Enjoy the news at the top of the hour, and we'll be right back with you following that on KMOX. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app.